This podcast is made possible through Echoic, a media company dedicated to building your podcast. Whether you are a business looking to expand your marketing presence or a creative wanting a new outlet for your voice, Echoic is here to help. Visit echoicmedia.com to start your next podcast. Now, on to the show. Uh, welcome to the Five Song Mixtape, where we discuss a new mix each and every episode. My name is Michael. Benim Adim Devin. And I am Arjun. <laughs> what language is that? Turkish. Oh, <laughs> the Turks. I think I probably pronounced it wrong, but you know. <laughs> it sounds legit. I'm still learning. It's a new language to me. <laughs> Somebody at home's like nailed it. Benim <laughs> Adim. Good job, Devin. Good job. <laughs> Are you guys bilingual? Uh, I'm like quad. I can quad order things now. <laughs> I can order things at Taco Bell. Oh, okay. That's as far as I can go. That doesn't count. You just speak fast food in English? Yeah. <laughs> you can't order at McDonald's though? No. Just Taco Bell? <laughs> just literally just Taco Bell. <laughs> no, I started learning Spanish when I got my new job, but uh, gave up on it, but still kind of learned some stuff just from working with some guys. Mm. Yeah. You don't know what's the language of they've got a couple like they've got two main ones right over in the Philippines yeah oh uh, Tagalog, Tagalog and then Spanish yeah, I don't, oh, I don't okay. yeah. so as far as like I, I, I speak words in, in, in Spanish like I'll know like just for my work related things like I need a knife or I need like you know, something yeah. else I could say little phrases like that sometimes with English in it like Spanglish I guess they call it but as far as uh, Tagalog I yeah no clue Lumpia yeah, lumpia. Bounce it. It's egg roll. <laughs> egg roll. I think it probably just translates to egg roll. It could. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Spanish has the best, like, uh, sayings. Like, when you just say, like, say what's up to somebody. You say, que pedo. And, like, que pedo. P-E-D-O. <laughs> and it translates to what fart. <laughs> like, because pedo means fart. So, it's like that. It doesn't translate to English. It's like, right. que pero? <laughs> and nobody questions it. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, if you want to like, uh, be like, oh my God, like in their language, it's a la verga, hmm. which means to the dicks. <laughs> so that makes no sense, but you could say it when you're mad or if you're happy or if That's you're like surprised something by something. To the dicks. To the dicks. <laughs> He's going to say it in, in oh, English. Though. To the dicks. <laughs> All right, uh, this is episode five here. Um, we It's RJ's turn for this week. Yes, yes, yes. Um, RJ, what's the title of your mix for this week? So for my mix this week, I decided to name it Relationship Advice from Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is there a reason? Well, first off... <laughs> Yeah, is there a reason? <laughs> All right. So the biggest thing, uh, besides changing my mixtape thousands of times and trying to get this as a uh, overall, you know, mixtape that works, 
I thought the funniest thing uh, was I wanted to get a playlist based on Taylor Swift and relationship advice because all of her songs, people make fun of her that they're all about exes. So everyone's like, you know, she would probably be one that you did not want to get relationship advice from. So I use that as a joking title. Okay. But then I put the Ryan Adams song in there, 1989, and it didn't fit the feel of the rest of them. So I took that out. But then I was like, all right, I'm going to play with this title, play with the songs I have. Do you want me to go more details of it? Oh, yeah. Uh, what does it have to do with Taylor Swift? <laughs> nothing. Okay. Absolutely nothing. Besides, she's bad at a at giving relationship advice. She is. Why is she bad? She sounds like she uh, has lots of experience. J- jokes yeah. around like just the media is she's mm. bad because every song is about an ex. She can't keep a boyfriend. Yeah, I've mm. I've heard that. I know that like uh, that thing about her. But I mean, she banged John Mayer probably. Oh. So, but are they together still? That's true. Mm. I mean, is anyone with John Yeah. Mayer? Can you really be with John Mayer? <laughs> He's just a waterfall. Or wait, yeah. is that a song? I don't, I don't know. know. It sounds like a song. <laughs> My body is a wave. waterfall. Yes. <laughs> body is a Don't waterfall. go chasing them. I've heard. Uh, so you started with this. I thought it was a great troll. <laughs> you, you started know? with the social concept of Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And then you made sure to remove all Taylor Swift songs. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then you decided to keep the name. Is there an issue? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No. <laughs> no. No issues. <laughs> Not at all. There's more about the title. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm just going to go, th- since we're here, I was originally going <laughs> to change it to Grief Counseling by Taylor Swift. And I was going to get each one of my songs to be the five stages of grief. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that would have been speaking my language now. My dick <laughs> so, just went or trauma therapy with. I had Taylor trouble. <laughs> I had trouble figuring out which one's which. So I was like, you know, that's a big commitment. I'm gonna try still, but I ch- decided to take away the grief and change it back to relationship re- advice from Taylor. I Swift. hope hmm. you do that. That would be interesting. <laughs> that was a spoiler at the end. That I yeah. was like, I know, probably no one figured that out, but ah. Because the tide was not originally in there, but I was like, I feel like that could have been the acceptance stage. Mm. So I put that in at the end. Oh, we'll talk about that. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> oh. um, so there isn't a theme to the songs? Um, besides being relationship. Just relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. Advice from Taylor Swift. See, I like, I like the title, and... I gave you extra points because there was no Taylor Swift in it. <laughs> so I said, I remember that. I mean, I said, it, yeah, I said I was going to do it. Instant and I had to five back out of five, up. I think. I didn't think it was going to happen, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you followed through with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was there any uh, methodology to the order of the songs? Five stages of grief. Okay. Oh, so that is. I'm sorry, I missed that. So okay. The mix is the five stages of grief. So you stuck to that. I tried. Okay. I tried very hard. Some of them, the, the Let's biggest pause thing. pause for a moment and think about this. Yeah. The yeah. five stages of grief, uh, they, they go from. Wait, sorry. hold on. No, there's a. There's a it's denial. I for it. about it's, this it's denial. <laughs> it's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Stabda. That's it. So with that, I try to organize it accordingly to that and i like i said i struggled mm. uh the person that made this was dr kubler ross no and i, I forgot they made the time this mix f- uh the, they made, <laughs> i just stole it from him <laughs> it was the uh, made the five stages of grief model 
apparently there is some issues with it because there's people saying, no, that doesn't happen. So there's been other people doing variations of it over the time based on that model. So Interesting. Okay. I'm excited to get into this now. All right. I yeah. said to Devin, RJ has a lot of explaining to do. Yeah. And so far you've done that. Yeah. That's a uh, <laughs> great <you>. explanation. <laughs> All right. All right, let's start off with track number one here on the five-song mix. Um, Nine Crimes by Damien Rice off the album Nine. Uh, we've mentioned, at least I know I've mentioned Damien Rice so far on this podcast. Yeah. I'm in love with this Irishman. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. he comes up every every, <laughs> every podcast somehow. Yeah. Uh, Rice began his musical career in the 1990s in a rock group, Juniper. Never heard them. Hmm. Nope. Neither uh, have I. The band enjoyed some moderate success with a couple of single releases, uh, but floundered because of the record company politics, apparently. Uh, apparently, he worked as a farmer in Tuscany after that. Sounds like a Damien Rice thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, and then in 2001, he started his solo career. Um, o came out in 2002, mm. uh, reached number eight on the UK album chart. Mm. That's um, interesting. All right. Yeah, I love O. It's an amazing album. Yeah. It's interesting the albums in the UK that do, I mean, obviously they do better in the UK because they're from there. Right. But the style of music, like in 2002 in America, I don't think O or anything like O would be on our Billboard charts. No, I'm trying to think. Are we still like in Nelly territory in 2002? Oh, they meant now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of always in Nelly territory. Um. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah, because that's you mean sophomore year high school. That's yeah. Because we're in here. kind of at the tail end of the boy bands. Because I remember mm-hmm. Nelly. He came out with his like country grammar, and all that came about. And then he kind of just died away. And then all of a sudden, it's hot. And I'm like, oh, Nelly's back. Yeah. I think that was that <laughs> so. Was like there's 2004, that span. five yeah. or something. But yeah, Nelly was definitely around. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Cisco. You know what it was? It was ludicrous. <laughs> it's ludicrous. Oh, yeah. Chris Bridges. Yeah. Luda. Yeah. Luda. That, that is the 2000s. Yeah. Like, if you had to have a picture of the 2000s, it would just be ludicrous with the giant head. Can you just hear him? And, and, uh, mystical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he always yelling? Um. Yeah. O came out in 2002, and then Nine is the second studio album um, from him. It came out in 2006. Um, let's see. Nine Crimes was the single, which is going to be the song we're going to be talking about. Uh, Damien Rice had originally intended to record only one album, O, but he ended up releasing Nine at the instance of the record insistence of the record company. He later said in an interview, now I regret that because I would take half the songs that are on nine off. <laughs> I just mm. don't think it's good as a record as it could be. Tight. Um, and Elephant was originally titled The Blower's Daughter Part 2. Huh. Yeah. I, I don't remember listening to nine that much, and I... I listened to it, but I don't think I liked it that much. I liked I. It's weird because reading this, it's like I like half of nine. Really? Yeah. yeah. There's like half the songs are really good. Elephants, amazing. The animals were gone were really good. Um, Sleep don't weep is really good. Mm. Um, Coconut skins is even really good, but it's nine not crimes, as good as though. Nine crimes I was fine with for the song. Yeah, like uh, 
it's not the best song on either of his albums. No. But it's not like a bad Damien Rice song. No. Like if I were to play Damien Rice for somebody and they're like, Yeah, I like Nine Crimes, I'd be like, That's fine. I always thought that I always thought it was weird that Cannonball was like his big hit. And that's like maybe my least favorite song off of O. It oh yeah, that's what got me into him was Cannonball. Yeah, it is very uh, I guess like radio friendly mm-hmm. it, as far as his songs go. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of really good songs in that album. Much better than Cannonball. Yeah, how yeah. I got introduced to Damien Rice was I was watching a movie called Closer, and uh, mm. this movie has Natalie Portman, uh, Jude Law, Clive Owen in it. Yeah, um, and it's it opens the movie with playing a blower's daughter and like Nanny the Portman just walking slowly down the street. Yeah, and it's weird because in that song, it's I can't take my eyes off of you. And I was like, why is he singing a Frankie Valley song? <laughs> yeah. Like I remember being like, why is he doing that? <laughs> but that was the first time that I heard it, and I got hooked. I think I was maybe teenage years. Yeah, I think that movie came out around two thousand. 2000 2002 maybe um rj how did you get introduced to damien race it would have been high school times i don't remember it was probably passing and people were like oh let me play this for you and eventually it's just over the years i heard it and then i think just i went back and i was like oh yeah i've heard that song before hmm. um but uh, i can't find an exact date or time i've heard a lot of stuff by him so. nothing in yeah. your journals Mm-mm. Nothing. <laughs> no. I've been reviewing. I haven't checked the diary. Those are in yeah. the third drawer. <laughs> That's like the she broke up with me drawer. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nine Crimes is track number one, coming in at three minutes and thirty nine seconds off the album Nine. Also, number one song here um, on RJ's mixtape. So, RJ, why Nine Crimes? Why Nine Crimes? Why Nine Crimes? Why nine? <laughs> it's a good song. Um, just with the whole, you know, the stages of grief, uh, the denial stage, it's uh, you're in a weird situation with the loss of just kind of, you don't think with your head, you think with your heart. Hmm. So you're kind of just all putting that into there. And there's clear signs that the relationship's over. So you take a look at the song, and the song is based on we're doing things that we wouldn't normally do. So they're covering up the facts that, hey, we're we're going to see other people. We're doing other things. We're not with each other. So that's mm. a clear sign of this relationship's done. But we keep on coming back to each other being like, hey, it's something I wouldn't do. But it's like we are doing it. And they cover up those facts. I feel like I'm in Professor Harding's psychology class right now. <laughs> so they're in the beginning stages of grief. Okay. I have so, so much more to think about now okay, that I know it's Let's focus on it's denial. Uh, right? yes. Denial is this song. Yeah. Okay. I think that works. Yeah. I would put, if I could put like any word to this, it's regret. And it's because you Mm -hmm. find out in the song, they're, they're, they're arguing and you find out that he cheated on her. Mm -hmm. Right. And you find out that that's kind of the catalyst of the relationship breaking up. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you, he's saying to her, like, is that all right with you? Right. Meaning that like, is it okay for us to separate? And then there's a weird no at the end yeah i okay so i I get denial denial and regret are kind of opposites but i agree with you that it is regret but it also does pass for denial in a way because he's it i mean it seems like uh like kind of an argument and Mm -hmm. either one of them is denying that they did anything wrong in a way like 
There's no. Yeah, I feel like he you know, doesn't feel shame about yeah. what he did. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe like regret can come into play there, but yeah, I could see. I see how this passes for denial. All yeah. right. All right. Was this your first song? Like, did you Google search? Songs about denial. <laughs> this yeah. came up for I literally <laughs> an album that I listened to is called Songs About Denial. <laughs> the way that I thought of this, I think I just had. I was telling Devin, I had like nine songs just randomly on the the things that I might use, and I was going through, and I was like, okay, this is a relationship. This is a relationship. I can maybe put those together, and then I started noticing. I was like, hey, this is you could do this, like you know just stages of breaking up with somebody. And then I think I thought of the stages and then I was like, Ooh, stages of grief. Cause this obviously I forgot what song I thought of, but I was like, Hey, this is like acceptance. And I was like, okay, or this was something else. And I was like, okay, this could be this. And then I started figuring out which ones could go where. Mm. And then I thought of the Taylor Swift thing. Then <laughs> the songs that I had, I was like, all right, this is probably the best. And then I put nine crimes as the first song huh. for denial. All right. I love the song. It's a you great know what's song. weird to me? It's a beautiful song. Is this song starts off at number one on the album and starts off at number one on the playlist, and it doesn't feel like a first song for me. No, not yeah. at all for me. And I don't remember the album nine, but I don't imagine this going well as a first song. No, it it's seems weird. like a seventy percent of the way song. Yeah, like song eight. You know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it kind of started off the playlist in a weird somber tone for me which i'm okay like, totally with. yeah yeah i'm I, okay with starting a mix that way because when i saw the first song and i saw it was nine crimes i was like fuck yeah yeah, We're yeah, getting yeah. into some shit yeah not to say you can't start a playlist with a song like that yeah, i think this is a wonderful that's why i picked it okay it's a good intro too yeah but yeah not knowing about the uh, dabda stuff you know this is this is changing a lot in my head. Yeah, this is this Dabda. is a lot to work Dabda. through. I kind of wish the title had something to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was the wait? What was the alternate title for it? Grief counseling from Taylor Swift. I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mostly because I would have been able to process it differently throughout yeah. the week. Yeah, but I also <laughs> thought then I didn't want to name it. That but then way it doesn't it. play into the whole idea that you know Taylor Swift has this relationship right, yeah. issue problem. So I get it. Like if she called yeah. me and she's like, "Hey, I'll give you advice." I'd be like, "That's cool." Just what are you doing you right now? Listen to her. I mean, I'd be like, "Taylor Swift is calling me." Yeah, <laughs> but don't call <laughs> me back until you get your shit yeah. together. <laughs> Just text. I'm a texter. You couldn't keep John Mayer. <laughs> Write a song about Lamborghinis, bitch. <laughs> get over it. All right, yeah, great song. Love the song, love Damien Rice. All right, moving into track number two, we've got Drowned by Front Porch Step off the album Aware. Uh, never heard of this band yeah. before. Neither have I. RJ, how did you come to? I think this was uh, the wonderful thing of Spotify where you push play and then it shows other people on the radio, kind of similar artists. Because I went through and I listened to a couple of their like their other songs and I was like, okay, I get the gist of it. But then I kind of saw what was on their radio and it was all the other pop punk kind of genre of artists. And I was like, all right, that's how I heard about them. Hmm. Nice. Just at work and you push play and it just plays for hours, whatever type of genre you, you start with. Um, yeah, it's a project of Jake McElfrish, Ohio. Nailed that. Um, let's see. It started in about 2012, and 2013 um, uh, made the debut album Aware, which is this album. 
Um, yeah, some stuff. Uh, it's off of Pure Noise Records. Uh, in the fall of 2014, oh. Front Porch Step played on the Pure Noise Records tour with state champions, handguns, Forever Came Calling, Brigades, Heart to Heart. Hmm. Uh, in 2015, Front Porch Step planned to go on uh, his first headlining tour with support from Have Mercy, Hotel Brooks, a bunch of bands that I love. Have Mercy, aware of. But I was going to say, yeah, all those bands are outside of our wheelhouses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then something happened. <laughs> yes. Yes. What happened? Got a little trouble. <laughs> when I saw this, I was like, oh, RJ. <laughs> oh, I love these surprises. Oh, did he rape? <laughs> he raped it'd be a he? good story for right now uh, uh, de- due to sexual harassment allegations <laughs> has suspended his tour until further notice this was back in 2016 yeah the record labor dropped him and, and he, he was, never came back uh, they, not that I'm aware I think it said somewhere on online like Wikipedia that they came back for like another tour just like hey we're back and he raped again it's <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> raping uh, he was two. accused of by several young people of sexual harassment through mobile phones, including sending nude pictures of himself to underage girls. Why do you do that? <laughs> do you have a statement that he said? No. So literally his statement. I did not do that. Yeah. Okay. His, his, me. his statement was Got literally, I've never been like a, an attractive person. And now this, you know, I'm in the media. eye. I've gotten so many like, you know, <laughs> Things from females. <laughs> terrible statement. So you did it. Oh, so yeah. you're saying he, you did he, he it. Admitted he admitted sure it. Wow. If the record label dropped him, and I think Warped Tour was like, <laughs> yeah, there's not nah, right. <laughs> I've never been that attractive. So once I started making music, I thought I'd send my dick out to children. <laughs> Do you <sighs> like me now? Yeah. <laughs> Am I pretty too? <laughs> uh, this is track number four off the album, uh, coming in at three minutes and 38 seconds. Um, how'd you feel for the song? Dad? I love this song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you and I were talking the other day about, I was playing some band that sounded a little bit like brand new mm-hmm. and, but they didn't sound too much like brand new. It was like still their own thing. This, this guy had some influences from bands that I like. Yeah. And it was just a straightforward acoustic kind of bare bones, like uh pop punk emo song. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Like lyrics are fine. Um, nothing it sounds like, like too a corny. Other songs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was fine with it. It's yeah. like it sounds like a lot of like Wonder Years type stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I liked it. I think this one was actually my favorite one on the playlist. Ooh, yeah, okay. Mixtape playlist. Okay, yeah, yeah. RJ, how did, did how, why did you choose this song? What is it? Which which one is this? <laughs> so <laughs> if I followed my my the dabda the my dabda. <laughs> This stage is called anger. Okay. Okay. Literally, he was just like, "I." This is for anger stage. It's the accusing stage, the blame time. I can't believe they did this to me. Uh, you know, they start going anger towards like you know God, the people, the ex. They're crazy. They're psycho. They start accusing everyone. So this I see is basically he's fed up. I hate you. I hope all this stuff happens to you. This explanation is so much. This is the explanation yeah. I needed because I had an issue with going from a very mature song yeah. about a relationship to going to a very immature sh- song about I a relationship. I thought that when Agreed. I put the two and I was like, nope, it fits with anger. I have it to does. It fits totally with anger Yeah, because it's completely immature and irrational the way that the guy's acting. Yeah. Yeah. And 
this was my favorite song on the mixtape, but I didn't think it fit at the time. Like, tonally... I don't think it fits. Yeah, yeah. They don't fit next to each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't fit next to each other. But that's the hard thing. If you're trying to do, like, the whole... The five stages of grief, like, that would be tough. You need another week to, like... I'm sure you could find... Actually, I have a song. (laughs) I, I move stuff around a lot, and I think... Right before we finished up the last podcast, I took a song off, and I was like, "This is my final one." Mm, so yeah. I was playing. There's a lot of songs I moved around. Yeah, I, I seem to constantly be doing that on the playlist that I make, just like rearranging and then like playing the end to the beginning. And be like, does this fit? Yeah, like it's oh, weird because I did like these two going next to each other because you have the really the softness. Then all of a sudden, hey right, guys, I'm a pop punk you. Uh, it's too harsh for me yeah it i loved it but at the same time like none of the songs match oh no no no, they don't right you know like none of them really are like i would say the we'll get there but like maybe the last four to five is like the only transition that i really like yes Um, because they were kind of similar but I don't not think that they're similar i think see, the transition just works well for me the thing for me was the songs weren't weren't similar enough but they were also too similar to be on a playlist you know like if you had like five completely different styles of music yeah then i would understand that but they were too similar but at the same time not similar enough you know (laughs) yeah 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 every time i would listen to this mix i would not like this song and then once it got to the end, I was like, I like this song. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It was just the transition going from Damien Rice yeah. to this song. I'd be like, I don't like this song. <laughs> if you listen to like uh, just some generic pop punk band yeah. for song one and it went into this, mm-hmm. or if you listen to like a Defeater acoustic song and then it goes into this, right. you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I like this song. It's good. Yeah. I, just, just the energy yeah. that the guy portrayed and everything like that. And then when you look at the you know stages of grief, there's anger there, and I, I was like, "This song is perfect. This is the song." Because this, I think, originally before I decided the stages thing, this was like song four, four or five, I think, on my original. Like before I changed everything around. Yeah, but that that's a whole different story. Okay. Yeah, what else I, I, have had a, I thought about it, how I would order these. Not now that I know the grief thing, that makes more sense. Yeah, I did the same thing, but I, I like a few of them are interchangeable for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, let's move on to track number three. We've got Where's My Love by, is it S-Y-M-L? Or is it? Sim- I think it's Simmel. Simmel? Just, yeah. He just says the, the name. <laughs> Samile. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a little bit like Zingile. But... <laughs> 88, <brother. laughs> Um Author's self-titled 2019 album. I'm not racist, sorry. <laughs> Uh, Simmel is the solo venture of Brian Fennell, who was previously part of the indie band Barcelona. Uh, Simmel released uh, their debut album on May 3rd, 2019 through Network Records. Um, it means simple in Welsh. Oh, I should have known that. <laughs> so it is. It's my Simmel. next language. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, pulled from his own personal heritage. Makes sense. Mm. Um, he was adopted as a child and later in life found out that his biological parents were Welsh. Huh. 
Uh, I feel like that's real underwhelming. Like as far as like to find out <laughs> oh, what <yeah>. nationality <laughs> your parents are. Where? Like, Welsh. Welsh. Where? Where's <laughs> that? Is that like a cool place in Africa? <laughs> no, it's Wales and England. Oh, you can just say English. Yeah. Like no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. They talk. It's different. Welsh. They're like. You know, like Michael Caine? <laughs> it's like a little bit different than that. It's between that and the Sex Pistols. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, after a song, Where's My Love, was used on the popular drama TV show Teen Wolf, the song charted for 20 weeks on the billboard. It's air quotes, Pop popular rock. TV show. <laughs> uh, this is track number four off the album, coming in at three minutes and 22 seconds. Um, RJ, how did you come to Simmel? <laughs> come. <laughs> the it was from the wonderful thing of YouTube, and I think it, the video just popped up and it showed a little screenshot of the 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 video, and I was like, oh, let's watch this, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, I I like that song, like I was not expecting that because sometimes I would just turn on YouTube and it would be like you know the top. 50 videos in the nation. I'm like, all right, I'll play one random one, two chain. So you were just like scoping music videos? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. Were you going for the video or for the song? The video, bro. Oh. Weird. All right. I can't remember the last time I saw a music video. Do you ever like just camera stuff, though? Do you ever just go, like I like YouTube, I'll just, you know, I'll watch I this. I only go to YouTube for like just Mr. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what I look for. Hardcore bestiality porn. Yep. That's what YouTube. I'm into Mr. No Hands. I'm only there to watch like movie trailers and like podcast clips. Yeah, a podcast occasionally. I watch martial arts videos. Oh yeah, and podcast. But even then, like Instagram does it for me. Yeah, for most of that stuff. Yeah. There's some like longer tutorials that I like find on there, but uh, yeah. I don't watch music videos. I was talking about that the other day. It's like a lot of people are still making music videos. That's like, so for who? Yeah, right. You know, made a view views, but like how many of those are views and how many of those are listens? And could oh. an artist get by or a record label get by without making one music video for an artist? Oh, yeah, you know? I'm sure. Well, I guess technically I did watch because I watched that whole anime that Sturgill Simpson made. Oh, yeah. Which is just a long music video. <laughs> that, okay. That was interesting. <laughs> How did you feel about that? I'm like really into anime. Yeah. And it's fine. Okay. Like, it, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was oh, like a very psychedelic trip. Yeah, I don't know what they were going for, but yeah. they went for something. They went for something, and I liked <laughs> a lot of it, but yeah. some of it was, like, too strange. Yeah, I, mean, I kind of, for me, if you're doing a, a cycle of songs that have no narrative or concept between them, you need the images to bring a narrative or concept. And yeah. the narrative was just as all over the place as seemingly the songs were. Yeah, because they change radio stations exactly, between yeah. songs. Yeah. So I needed something to like keep it grounded. Yeah, but it was Sturgill, such a good so, album. Yeah, like the the musicality of that album is like is awesome. It's all over the place, especially compared to stuff he did before. Like right, I yeah. love the music, but that whatever it was was uh, very strange. <laughs> I don't know if I'd watch it again. <laughs> How do you think of this idea? I don't know. He was really into uh, what's that 
Japanese Kurosawa. Yeah. Kurosawa films. Mm-hmm. I but I've never seen one of his films, so uh, I think he's into anime, and he was like, "I want to make an anime," and he found yeah. an animator who was like, "I want to make an anime with you." And yeah, I made an anime. Fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, like if you, that's what you're into, and yeah. like you want to do that, that's awesome. Like country music, but turned into rock, like psychedelic rock, right. with anime. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I guess that's the last music video that I might have watched. I don't watch music videos. I'm sorry, yeah. AJ. I don't really either. It's just, I think, one of those. I'll just, like like I said, I go on YouTube and I just kind of, okay, I'll watch this. I've heard this song before. I want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. So this one, I was just like, all right, I'll play it. Never heard the person before. And I was like, all right, I like the theme. Yeah. You know, it's a fantastic music video. Tool. Lateralis. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> go on. Have you seen Corn Freak? I forgot Unleashed? what the song <laughs> called, but there's an Arcade Sick. Fire song that has a music video about a post-apocalyptic uh, n- like neighborhood, and these kids are riding bikes, and everything's like chained up, and it's its own story that has nothing to do with the song. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good like yeah, a good visual story, even if it doesn't have to do with the song. But. Yeah. I right. can't think of a good example. So, it's been so long. These don't really fit it, and I hate that I enjoy them sometimes. But the okay. band OK Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've seen the their, they have, like, every video, it, they do something. They do mm-hmm. some kind of elaborate. Like, they have uh, ones with, like, domino things where it's, like, knocking, like, bowling oh, bowls yeah. all around their, like, factory. Uh, okay, it's cool. a whole bunch of just weird. It's a, they have a name for it. It's a something machine. Rube Goldberg machine. Exactly. Yeah. That they, they make like a mousetrap thing every time, basically. Yeah. But every video, it's just a weird concept. And I just, those are other ones that I've watched. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I don't watch music videos. They're probably good. Waste of time. Yeah, that's true. Got other <laughs> shit to watch. Got Netflix. All right. So you found this perusing music videos on YouTube. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> As you do. And what uh, stage of grief does this match up with? This is going to be bargaining. Okay. Okay. To get more details into it, yeah, okay. <laughs> it, it has similar things into the denial stage, but it's the stage where you start making deals. So you're saying that you can change, saying if you don't come back, like, hey, the kids are going to be sad. The dog's going to be sad. So you start trying to make a deal so they come back. Uh, so as far as the song goes, I'm feeling like he's making claim of we all bleed the same we're all equal we're the same so why don't you come back hmm. um hmm. just come home like honestly it's like we're, we're we're the same thing like why why not come back okay so I'm buying he's, he's bargaining that aspect all right i'm i'm okay <laughs> with that lyrically <laughs> my only problem with the song is it's a complete tonal shift from the other two. Do you want to know my problem with the song? I do. <laughs> All right, tell me. Uh, it sounds too much like another song. And I can't help but to think of the other song every time I hear it because the other song is better than the song. And oh. it's the Of Monsters and Men song, Dirty okay. Paws. Oh, I don't know the song. Oh, my gosh. If I played it for you, you'd be like, I'll play it for you after this. You'd be like, oh, it's that song. Okay. Um, I don't know if you ever saw The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. No. Mm-mm. Okay. No. <laughs> Again, don't that song that and is. this song 
sound like car commercials to me. Yes. It's a car commercial <laughs> song. It's a So You Think You Can Dance song. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, <laughs> it's somewhere in between like dream pop, electronic-ish, yeah. and mm-hmm. like the Lumineers. Major network, okay to play. Yes. Yeah. Safe. It's safe, safe music. Yeah. Mom music. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's driving to the soccer game music. But I like it. Yeah. I do like the song. Yeah. It's a good song. But again, yes. <laughs> coming in after the second song, it's yeah. like, oh, yes. What the are we doing? Huge jarring. <laughs> Quite jarring. Yeah. But that explanation for it, I'm okay with. I didn't pay attention enough to the lyrics. To it, like, I just know the, where's my love? <laughs> and then, please come Pain. home. Pain. I'm like, okay. That, that works. All right. Off of this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he does a cover of Mr. Sandman. I saw that. I That's, didn't listen to it. It's though. very slow, but I enjoy it. Hmm. Is it creepy? That song is very. It, it is. It, it's eerie. It's just it's slowed down, so it's like Mr. Sandman with the, like the electronic music in the background. It's different. Hmm. Hmm. Like listen I to hear, it with like, the lights Mr. off. Mr. Sandman done by like Marilyn Manson. It's, Ooh, yeah. yeah. That, that'd be creepy. Mr. Sam. I don't even know Marilyn Manson. <laughs> how he sounds. I don't know. Mr. Sam, man. Mr. Sam, man. It's Eddie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord, it's Mr. Sam, man. Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that I, I, yeah, because it sounds too much like another song to me. I just couldn't unhear the other song. And the other yeah. song came out like years before this song. There's so many songs of this style. Though. Yeah. It's it's hard to like... Uh, there's another one that has a... It's a band. I can't remember the name exactly, but it sounds exactly like Of Monsters and Men. Mm-hmm. Or... Uh, fuck. They have a song called Rivers and Roads. And the band sounds exactly like this, but like an acoustic version. Yeah. Or like the Lumineers were that. Like, oh, hey. Yeah. You exactly. Know. It's that hey. style. Yeah. Let's clap. We have yeah. way too many members that don't do anything. Nobody's pulling their weight. <laughs> you on the couch, stop clapping. Yeah. <laughs> How? Yeah. It wakes up. We're on the clapping part. Yay. <laughs> and every once in a while, like one of those bands comes out with a good song. But in this one, it was like, it was okay. It wasn't like the best one of the style, I guess. It's kind of Mumford and Sonsy. Yeah, it but all, like, it's all the same. Yeah, but like, <laughs> st- goes into like electronic music a little bit. Yeah, but not, not like Aphex Twin electronic. Just yeah. yeah. All right. Um, moving on to the next song here, we've got the breakup uh, by Lonnie Laney um, off their self-titled album. Now I'll say right now that this song for me was a reset for the yeah. Mix. As soon as the song kicks in, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I felt like Sick. the similar one and this one were similar. Yes. But this one was just like, all right, let's up it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to pick you pick you up a little bit. And like you were saying before, the transition between simul and this one like works kind of well because they are kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But they're not too similar like it's not just the same kind of like dancey electronic music yeah you know? i want to skip the song before this to get to this song yeah because i just like it it's just like a good jam song. yeah i yeah. first regretted putting these two together three and four because i was like 
I think they're similar, so it's going to blend together. But then I just like took a look at it, and I'm like, no, those are two different songs. So mm. I was like, I can do this. Mm. So I threw them as three and four. Yeah. I think you could do it either way. You could split them up or keep them together. I think on my I rearrange. Would split up. My I, rearrange are split up. Yeah, they're yeah. split up on mine. I can't remember how. but um, Let's see. So it stands for an acronym, Los Angeles, New York. That's what Lainey stands for. Um, oh. They're an American alternative band <laughs> from Los Angeles. Imagine that. Um, Did they move to New York? <laughs> <laughs> they just really like New York. <laughs> uh, let's see. They had their self-titled album, which the song that uh, RJ chose is off that one. That one came out in 2017. Then they had Malibu Nights in 2018. Uh, and then they had another one in 2019 or just a collaboration. I can't remember. Um, let's see. So in 2017, they released this album, uh, the single super far debuted, um, Apple music number one, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Hmm. Um, this is what they said about the name. They said, we knew we wanted a four letter word because of design and aesthetic purposes. But as you can imagine, all the four letter words in the entire world are taken. (laughs) We moved to acronyms, and for a while, we thought we would be TTYL. But then we decided we didn't want to be 13 for the rest of our lives. I eventually thought of the span across the country from L.A. to New York, and at first I was thinking it would be L-A-N-Y, but people kept getting confused on how to pronounce it when I told them saying things like L-A and Y. So then we're like, forget it. Let's call ourselves Laney. <laughs> I don't like that. That makes me, me mad. That's unsettling. <laughs> we're all in agreement. Let's take it off. Yeah. The no, that song. This guy needs to be erased. From it his sucks existence. because the song's a jam. But yeah. The, the, the description of how they came to their day and their name in general is just like L.A. New York. Okay. Yeah. Like. There's so many four-letter words. Like, don't you play Scrabble? (laughs) No. Literally, I see this as the person in the audience just booing the whole time while the show's playing. (laughs) And they stop the show. They're like, you can leave. Be like, no, I enjoy the music. I just hate your name. Boo. (laughs) Simmel did it better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's literally another band called Simmel. Like, you could push. (laughs) (laughs) Glacering. Uh, yeah, why if why is it a determining factor in naming your band? Like, oh, you know, like we got this great band, we play some great music, it, but it's I really, hard. Man. I really want to name it something with four letters. Yeah. Why? We were in a band, and we the band argued over putting the in front of it. <laughs> That's so. true. <laughs> I always called it Takeover. Yeah, exactly. Because it, originally it was someone else in the band was like, no, it's the Takeover. Yeah. And then someone else was like, no, it's just Takeover. <laughs> I want to call it a Takeover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What did we perusing through Apple Music for this one? Where were you at? How'd you find this song, RJ? Find it in a porno. <laughs> Down porno, at the library. And it was trending. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is another one that popped up uh, probably with similar artists on Spotify. I don't know, like Oh Wonder and stuff like that. Kind of that feel. And it popped up with like electronic stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. I'll add it to like just this song. I'll add it to the playlist or the my library and just listen to them later on. And I think I did a couple songs. And I... 
it was just in the random assortment on the radio on Spotify of other artists, similar artists. Mm. So just random songs. Yeah. yeah. I like this. That's how I found him, too. Yeah. Just completely independent of RJ's listening to the music. Oh, like, you had heard of this yeah, person before. Like, okay. I, there's a few of his songs that I really like, or their songs, I yeah. guess. It's a band? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah, I like a lot of their music, and I thought I hadn't heard this song before. And I was excited to listen to it. Then I listened to it. I was like, oh, I do know this song. Mm, mm-hmm. But I haven't listened to like a full album by him. I just listened to some random songs kind of like on autoplay, like yeah. on shuffle or something. But yeah, I like all his other music. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I want to listen to more of it. it there's a, uh, it's from like the earlier mid 2000s. Uh, Depeche Mode had an album that The Promise is on. And this style that he's playing reminds me a lot of Depeche Mode in their later career that has this like really cool club yeah synth wait the win in Rome song Mm. the promise the one from Napoleon Dynamite no oh Mm -hmm. did you hear Sturgill Simpson covered that on one of his albums yes so fucking good good. Yeah. yeah um yeah this is number two author album coming in at three minutes and 56 seconds uh what does this song supposed to represent rj uh for this fourth one this is depression okay uh it's just the feeling sad hopelessness sleep deprived losing weight alcohol drug usage more physical stuff if you will uh you're stuck you'll never move on and just his lines it's you know nothing's the same after the breakup and then just crying on the bathroom floor just kind of it's over i'm sad yeah, I totally see that. Yeah. Like, the song was just like, we're doing coke in the club. Yeah. And all those things happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crying, <laughs> doing coke on the dance floor. You don't want no part of this, do we? <laughs> RJ hadn't seen Walk Hard. Oh, really? Just watched it for the first time oh the other gosh, night. It's so it's good. It was a good and movie. I, yeah. I was curious to see if like somebody watching it for the first time in 2020 would still think it's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking hilarious yeah. still. It's so i think he's told me to watch it and obviously i'm like all right will ferrell just you know that's gonna be one of those movies will ferrell that's where you go to first i get it it's yeah. the it's the the correlation stepbrothers you know I guess so like, and i'm I don't just know. like it's okay i get it from that perspective and i'm like i don't want to see it i get it at but the time it was a fantastic movie yeah but at the time when it came out it was it was literally like perfect for how it was because all of those movies were coming out at that ray and walk the line exactly yeah Yeah. it was and it had so much like ridiculous stuff like when he cuts his brother in the half with a machete (laughs) that isn't normal to like those uh will ferrell type movies yeah you know it's some other kind of comedy that they don't make anymore it was such a good movie he wrote all those songs i think too really riley did yeah they were good songs yeah super good musician it sounded like he sang them too yeah he did so yeah. Off topic with that, remember when we mentioned, I think probably on our first episodes, about artists that actually play the music? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm watching them. I'm like, that's a G chord. That's a C chord. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. I was yeah. like, he's playing it. Yeah. Yeah. He's super legit. Uh, he has a great voice. Have you It's have you seen his son? Mm-mm. You should look at a picture of his son. He's a model. Really? When you I see heard this. The ogre John C. Riley. You're yeah. like, how did that happened <laughs> who's the mom what's it, yeah what's his wife look like uh she's very attractive okay yeah um he's he like doesn't talk about his family yeah. at all um and so once his i think his son started modeling and then it was like the first time someone was like wait a second <laughs> john c Riley. <laughs> yeah 
Um, yeah, I like I said, I really dig the song. Think it's a good song. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, coming to the crescendo here. Dong, dong, dong. <laughs> the My climax. favorite song on the mix. Okay. Easily, because right. this song has a ridiculous amount of nostalgia for me. Yeah, all oh, the yes. nostalgia. Yeah, is in this song. Uh, so we've got uh, the tide from the spill canvas off of sunsets and car crashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the first time I heard the spill canvas, I was like, "Diddly d, are these things for me?" <laughs> yes. I was very excited. Yeah. <laughs> he understands me. <laughs> this whole album. It's such a f- yeah. As I said, a fun journey. <laughs> um, the, there's another song on it that I can't remember the name of, and I should have looked it up. All hail the heartbreaker. Oh, uh, might be it. Yeah. No, no. no there's one more that is was it numbers. Is it like three, four, seven, nine? Or something? <laughs> no. Oh, the night will go as follows. Okay. Yeah. Love that song. Yeah. Like I heard the tide first. Yeah. And was like, oh, that's. The peak of what the spill canvas can do, <laughs> and then I heard that other one. Night will go as follows, and it's like that's for me. That's like equal to the type. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So the spill canvas, American alternative band out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I've um, been there. They released their self-titled uh, um, album uh, concept EP in 2003, uh, and then this is their like second album to follow that. Sunsets and car crashes came out in 2003. Um, as far as I could tell with the band, there's a lot of drama. There's like a ton of members coming in and out. We're broken up. We're not broken up. We're together. We're not together, um, which is kind of a bummer. I don't think I've listened to anything after One Fell Swoop, which came out in 2005, yeah. uh, which was their third album. Um, I have not listened to their last one was 2012 not listen to that at all what was their follow-up after this one one fell swoop yeah i listened to like maybe two songs and i'm like and eh, they changed a little bit it's yeah. not yeah and i don't feel it so i was like all right i like the, i love their first album well the main singer songwriter guy was pretty young when he made this album right yeah i think that was i think that played into it and then making that next album there's something dramatic change. I think that's most for a lot of artists. They have all yeah. their stuff written in a journal and yeah. the stuff that they're like, oh, I've been working on this for years. Yeah. They make their album, then the record label's like, all right, where's your second one? Yeah, like it's pump like, out oh, the other one. Crap. Right? You know? Throw this in, throw this in. For me, that's how like Taking Back Sunday was. Like their first album they made when they were pretty young. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then they had to follow it up with whatever the next one was called that I didn't like. It was, oh, it was okay. Yeah, where you want to be is good. It was okay. Compared to their other <laughs> ones, it was good. Like the ones that followed, but yeah. it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. And like uh, artists like uh, Taylor Swift, teardrops on my guitar. Taylor Swift, I've never heard of her. <laughs> I wish I could hear a song by her. <laughs> Tim McGraw. Uh, the song is track number three, coming in at five minutes and fifty-eight seconds. Um, yeah, I'm positive. All hail the heartbreaker was the first song that I heard from the Spill Canvas. Um, and then oh. soon after, I heard the tide, and the tide is just uh, a pinnacle of songwriting for me. Yeah, um, I'm interested to know how what this falls into for you. Mm-hmm. What what which one? Well, in the stages of grief. this is acceptance in this the stages the of stage. grief. I don't. Sorry. 
Agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. You go. Yeah. You, you go. go. Archie. You, go. you go. So acceptance. Uh, it's the final stage. You're at peace, understanding Archie. the loss, and time heals all. Right. So with this one, I wanted to finish something that kind of sums it up, and I thought this is a good rendition of it because you see the mom that goes through the breakup. She treats her kids, kind of forgets the kids. The kids go out doing their things. And then I feel like at the end of the song, they're like, no, actually, you know, after all the heartbreak, after all the things, love is still real. It's still a thing, and it is what it is. It's time for us to move on. Okay. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm? That's... Hmm? Not the best example of acceptance <laughs> for a song, but I agree. No, that is like acceptance. Like it has uh, closure in the song. Yeah, because at the end of it, you know, they're like, that, hey, love is real. I can't think of That's too it. many other songs with closure. They're more like lamenting heartbreak, but this one. So in the song, the closure that you're speaking of is three dead children. I mean, yeah, but like <laughs> it's the dab to all in one, you know. I have a really hard time. Because this song is broken up into three acts, it's a very easy story to understand. It's a story that could be told in like a mythological sense. I have a hard time being like, this is one emotion to put towards it. like, Or this is one thing to put towards it. Uh, yeah. Because you've got these three kids that are playing by the beach, and it goes by each kid up until he gets to the oldest kid, or presumed to be the oldest kid because he's the most introspective out of the three kids. Who's Dade? That's the the oldest kid. Name John. Dave. <laughs> Should have been Dave. Dave, call him Dave. I would have been happy with Gabe. Dave. Who are playing at this beach, right? And having a conversation. They're eager to he, learn. He, he's having a conversation with himself. Yeah. And then he has a conversation with his mom. But you find out later that his mom is bedridden, right? Mm-hmm. So they're playing at the beach, but the mom is bedridden. But he's having this conversation with his mom. So already yeah. you know that, like, this isn't a story that makes sense. Like this is it's metaphorical. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like exactly. the tide sweeping in the ocean. It's not exactly. like, Oh, these fucking kids drown completely independent of the mother's story. Right. Like, but no, what's so interesting is it, it, it builds in the three acts of the kids. It yeah. builds characteristics of the children. Yeah. Which is super cool. So it's, it's giving age to the kid children. But then at the same time, it says that none of the kids live past 15. So you've got three kids who are presumed at different ages all dying at the same age. And so you're like, what does that mean? Is that 15 years later from the metaphorical thing that happened? Or like, what does the 15 years mean? Yeah. Right. And then you find out that the mother has been giving the worst advice possible. Right. Her her advice is bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not even like verbal advice. It's just what she showed her children growing up with her relationships. I think it's just one relationship. She had one failed relationship. Yeah. And she's decided neglected to... Neglected the children. Yeah, exactly. And she decided to build a piece of advice from one failed relationship, right, that she gives to her children, or at least to the oldest. And in her being bedridden and giving terrible advice, the tide takes the children, right? Which is presumed to be like, the kids all have terrible lives mm-hmm. and they die. I don't know if they physically die. I understand yeah. like what you're saying, but it, I feel like it could be like a metaphorical dying... Of them being lost to this pattern of abuse that their mother has suffered, right. you know, and it's but like these what, kids are gone. But then, but if the, they're not actually dead, how does the mother learn? 
I mean, because she's she's the acceptance part, right? Yeah. If you're gonna put acceptance to anyone, it has to be the mother, because the mother has to have the most loss, right? She thought she had the worst loss, yeah. And then eventually she figures out that oh no, losing the three children is even worse. So now I'm seeing accepting her kids, what? Maybe it's her seeing her kids go down the same and path she that she went it, down. Like kind of like, hey, I might have lost the the relationship, but I still have you three. And then let's make a relationship can, from here. But she can, but she can bring them gone. back from the tide. You know, I've been in the water knee deep. I don't know if she can. Yeah, I mean. It all depends on it if you view the kids actually passing away or not. Yeah. That, the last uh, chorus. Because I never it, thought about the kids actually dying. Is it? Yeah. I, I listened to it. Yeah. I never put this much thought into it before. I never this had is why to. I <laughs> yeah. love this song so much, yeah. which is why I have a hard time putting one thing to it, mm-hmm. is because it's not like the other songs are songs that are written to be songs. This is something that you can break away entirely from it, and it still works on its own. Like yeah. it's a story that you can make into a book, into a film, into an anime. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. Like it's a story that lines up. Yeah, yeah. It is an entire story in one song. Like it's exactly. a concept song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't remember who says in the last chorus like "Love's completely real." Forget everything that you've heard. Is that the mother? So I imagine that's the mother on her deathbed. This is all inside. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine it's her on her deathbed knowing that she doesn't have her children anymore. And these are her final thoughts before she dies. So when you talk about acceptance, it's someone having acceptance on their deathbed. So is it like a, a like a religious allegory? She's like accepting that love is real because love comes from God and not from the external world? Maybe. I think it's more like she had a piece of advice that under her perspective only worked this way. But if you tweak your perspective a little bit, it works this way. Hmm. Hmm. I still think it's the love from her children. Kind of, you know, that relationship ended, but I still have you. Yeah, I could see that too. I get, I mean, this song is very open to interpretation. Yeah, exactly. I would like to know what. That's the thing about a lot of songs. It's like I want to know what the artist meant exactly, but at the same time, like sometimes I have an idea of what it means in my head, right? And I don't want it to be ruined by. See, this whole with her neglecting the children and everything they go and they kind of get washed out by the tide is an introduction to like the TV show Shameless, <laughs> and it's like these are my kids now. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen Shameless? My wife loves it. Mm-hmm. It's just you know that means she's you don't love it. Ten right now. Oh, okay. Did you do you like the show? <laughs> I've never gotten into it. Okay. Yeah, I like it. It's like I came yeah, to I, it too late, and I can't. There's uh, you didn't start on season one. Like my wife watched it, was watching it. And she's like, "Oh, I think you'd like it." And then fast forward like to 2018, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I think you'd like it." And then I went to watch episode one. I was like. It's too old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's too old. Yeah. Like most of the time, I'm just like, ah, that sucks for them. I'm t- that, that, yeah. That is a good show. I like, I it's forgot a, about that one, show. but I gave up on it too. Yeah. She loves it. Yeah. It's great. Um, all right. So acceptance. I mean, I, I like that you included the song on there, but going off of the Dabda. I think you could have found another song for the acceptance. Because this this is my what I put for this. Yeah. Oh, I feel like you could have done denial for this song. 
because the mother do, is in denial the whole time. You could do grief too. <laughs> yeah, just grief. Yeah, <laughs> this is Dabda is. in a yeah. song. Yes, right, basically, you're totally right there. Yeah, yes. But have you heard the tide? Great song. Okay. <laughs> so I put it at the end. All right. Now so, I accept that too. All right. Five out of five. So literally what I put on here was mom relationship with the kids and the father. She is depressed and strays away from the kids. At the end, they realize they can carry on that love is actually real between them. That's what I put for my thing for this. All right. But it's all how you view the song. It is. Yeah, because that explanation does explain it. And you're taking something else away from it than... We are, but so, it's completely true. So what you're saying, five out of five from Devin, five out of five from me. <laughs> Ten out of five. <laughs> Ten out yeah. Of- <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I feel like. I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I feel like that. coming into this mix, I was very confused. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have a better understanding. The hard thing is that, like, I was telling Devin this yesterday or something or the day before, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm making a mix, but it's very ambitious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. you made a mix that's very ambitious. Yes. <laughs> and I'm glad you went first. Yes. <laughs> oh, I tried. I tried hard on this, and I, it hurt my head a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> because if you look at, okay, so this model, like I said, it's been in the psychology realm. It's been argued because it's like, you know, this is like that, and things aren't always the same. It's not always one, two, three, four, five. And going through this in each stage, they'll be like, oh, this is similar to the denial stage. This is similar to the denial stage. This is similar to the acceptance stage. I'm like, well, they all kind of, you know, intermingle. I'm like, it's hard to be like stage one, stage two, stage three. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because your explanations of each of the songs are different than my explanations would be. And they're different than than Mike's would Mm -hmm. be. Depends on how you look at it. Yeah. So that is interesting thinking about the, uh, was it Dunning-Kruger, whatever, the the Kruger-Ross Yeah, Kubler-Ross thing. Like, people can interpret things different ways. And it's like, does everybody always hit each step of that? Mm -hmm. They might, but in a different way that we don't recognize. Like, you you can go opposite. You can accept it, then just be like, I'm going to stab somebody. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Now that I know your order of why... Your methodology, there's a lot of ways to go about this. And yes. I'm very. You opened a door. For me. I've changed the score. Yes, I've changed my score. As yeah. Well. Yes. Okay. Higher than five, you... Devin. Thanks. <sighs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I want to see you make a playlist, adapt a playlist with other songs. We've touched this I already. I think it would be so cool to do a playlist like this, but in one artist's career. Yeah. Like, if you can find an artist that has a long enough career. Oh, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you have the time of your life. (laughs) Yeah, Green Day. They had a long career. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if you can find an artist that you can, like, find all of these separate emotions in it to pull it in, because then the music, it'll it'll all match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be interesting coming from one artist because each one of these artists played the music in such a different way. Like, if you found one artist that could span all of that, it would it would be cohesive theoretically. Yeah, theoretically. Yeah. All right. Or if you found quotes from the artists when they were like, "This song's about denial." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <there's no> yeah. <laughs> so, I feel kinda, like it's just gonna be the Smiths. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going away from this a little bit, 
the songs that I picked for the playlist, what stages were they in their stages of grief to write the songs? <sighs> Sorry, just a random thought. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was like, that's interesting because you're going to write a song and be like, you know what? I hate her. I hope she drowns. So See, when I think of The Tide, uh, that's just a song that I think you – or that's a, a story that he just wrote. Like, I just want to write something think, about kids being lost. Or I, I just don't think that it necessarily is built off of an, an experience he's having, mm-hmm. you know? Oh. Same with maybe Nine Crimes, too, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Nine Crimes is the outlier for me on this album. It's, yeah, it was, I love it was the weird. song. But I was like, in the intro track, I like it in the intro because it kind of brings you in. Yeah. But I was like, I'm going to try for denial on this one. I'm like, I, I see it, but it's like, eh, okay. Yeah. I would, I would like to see you make another playlist or one of us make a playlist that accomplishes all of those but is more cohesive musically. I don't. I'm trying to think right now of like songs. It that, would just take. All, it would. Yeah. Start researching. This now. is like <laughs> the magnum opus. Yeah. This is gonna be tough. Because again, gonna, it's yeah. Like it's you did. The reason why my score is changing is because you attempted something hard. Yeah. <laughs> and you backed it up. Like you backed it up in everything that you said. I'm like, yeah, I can see that in the song. I didn't see it the first time. Next time it comes around, I'm gonna pick all puddle of mud. I mean, if you could accomplish that with Puddle of Mud songs. Or maybe one genre. Like, if you're just like, I'm just going to do, like, cock rock. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Like, just 80s. Motley Crue. Yeah. Motley Crue and Rat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poison. Yeah. I mean, Every Rose Has Its Thorn could be <laughs> probably... Acceptance? I don't know. <laughs> every rose what is does it? have a thorn. Like, he's admitting that every rose has its thorn and every night has its dawn. Exactly. And every cowboy sings the same sad song. <laughs> yeah. So is he saying that about him or is he saying about the girl or the boy? That's a good point. Like, you know? It's also the tone of the song. Mm-hmm. Because if he's yelling that, then he's angry. that Every rose has a fucking thorn. <laughs> yeah, that's different. <laughs> Like, that's about her. Yeah. He's not saying, I'm a rose. I got fucking thorns. Yeah. He's angry about cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> if a cowboy sings a sad song. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you ready to rate this? Yeah. All right. I'll go first here. Do we want to do a rearrangement of the songs? Oh, knowing yeah, yeah, now? yeah, yeah. Do you want to yeah. do that, though? Yeah. Because so. Uh, if we ignore the thing that you yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we ignore your entire idea altogether, <laughs> then uh, throw it away and start over. Yeah. I go four, five, two, three, one. Four, four being Laney. Four being Laney. I just want to start the mix off just like... like that's just how I want to Okay. <laughs> I, I agree. I like that. And I like the transition between four and four five. Four and five. Yeah. The tide. Four, five, two, three, one. So four being Laney, five being spill canvas, and two the, being uh, drown porch. Yeah. yeah. Step. Three being Simmel, and one being Damien Rice. Correct. And the you only reason why I'm putting Damien, Damien Rice at the end, it's because it's it's a slow song. Yeah. It, it makes sense. Yeah. Like it would throw it off. If it's not at the beginning, it has to be at the end for me. Because it's... Yeah. Where are you going to put that in the middle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> five songs. Yeah. <laughs> With all the organization of it, I did not think of a way to organize it where it'd be like, you know, slow songs to fast songs. 
Yeah. I did not even think of that at all. So I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm like, okay, that that might have flowed a little bit because I went through the songs. And yeah. I'm like, it doesn't go together. But I was like, eh. No, and you shouldn't have for your purpose because my my yeah. thought of it organized it that way, and that's the way it had to be. So like, like thinking of something else, I was like, okay, that might have flowed for a different style. Yeah. Or some other theme. So my rearrangement, I I don't have the numbers, but would have started with Laney. Yeah. Second one I would have kept in that spot, front porch step. Okay. Acoustic. I feel like so this Bill Canvas song in that, the, it's interchangeable. They're both kind yeah. of whiny and they're acoustic, Th- upbeat. Those are the only yeah. two that I switched with your mix. So it'd be Laney, front porch step, then into Simmel, mm-hmm. and then the Tide going into Nine Crimes. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. Which yeah. it sombers down at the end, but the Tide still has some heat behind it a mm-hmm. little bit to mm-hmm. keep that momentum up and really like, you know... T- trail off towards the end of the playlist yeah you know yeah if the tide if the tide was number two you would have i would have blown my load too quickly yeah <laughs> you'd be like i don't need to listen to anything else. <laughs> yeah. yeah nine crimes the tide spill canvas i'm golden <laughs> yeah um yeah so let's rate it okay um so coming in here rj i was gonna because i track number two did not work for me after track number one and then track yeah. number three did not work for me because it sounds like another song yeah mm-hmm. uh but then i loved laney and i love the spill canvas so i was just like i feel coming in here i was gonna give you a 2.8 but now i'm gonna give you a 3.6 okay almost a full point higher that is that's pretty good because you were like I'm trying to do a thing. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm doing yeah. something. You yeah. might have gotten higher than a 3.6 if the title was different. <laughs> yeah, if it's if it was even just the other title. Yeah, if it was the other title, four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I originally scored it as a 2.9 Ooh. out of 5. So yeah. 0.1 points higher than yeah. yours. And I have in here... 0.8 deduction for lack of cohesion, <laughs> but taking that away, <laughs> it's exactly what you did, bringing it up to, uh, you know, we know I'm great at math, 3.7 <laughs> out of 5. Yeah. Yeah, so 3.7. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you give yourself on this? Right? <laughs> yeah. Because you said you weren't happy with it, right? But Yes. Um, okay. Are you satisfied? Are you work. happier about they, it now? They work. Yeah. Same feeling I've if had before coming in this. put this to a piece of food. What would this mix be for you as a piece of food? One not- slice of pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, you mean like a meal? Where you? But then like it just happens to have a piece of pineapple on it. And you're like, why is this pineapple on it? <laughs> so you, you literally found it on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but have you had pineapple even on the floor? Pineapple's I mean, delicious. That's true. It's all still pineapple. <laughs> it's actually a good analogy. You can still eat the pineapple because that hasn't touched the floor. <laughs> the pepperoni protects. All right. It. As far as food, I feel like just going with this, it's like a slice of pizza, right? But I'm on a keto diet and I wasn't supposed to eat that. And I did. So you feel okay. shame? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel yeah. shame after making this? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but when you ate it, you just like put a bunch of ranch on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like you just went all out. Ranch and barbecue sauce. Oh, cowboy yeah. sauce. For me, okay. And pineapple if we're, if just we're to piss with people pizza, off. For me, this is Little Caesars. 
Okay. Where it's like, I know I'm going to eat the whole thing and I'm going to feel like shit. Yeah. But I'm going to enjoy it while I'm doing it. Yes. You it's getting, like a, it's like a Domino's that, pizza for me. Yeah. But after the explanation, it's like I drizzled some like truffle hot yeah. sauce on it, which is like super <laughs> fancy. Or you forgot you ordered the brownies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, what's done in the oven? Something's beeping. <laughs> brownies. brownies. Yes. <laughs> and cookie dough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I gave you uh, points for no Blink-182. Oh, yeah. That's always a plus 200. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm winning, right? Uh, uh, what, are, what are you giving yourself? My rating, I was originally probably going to give this a like a higher score, 4.5, 5 out of 5, if I could do it. But I did see some of the songs. It was a stretch where I'm like, ah, oh, that could be the acceptance stage. That could be the depression stage. So I'm just going to round it out for my attempt. I'm just giving myself a four. 4. Okay. 0. Nice. You know what? I will change my score <laughs> for the first time in podcast history. <laughs> I'm going to give you a 3.7 out of 5 plus one fire emoji. <laughs> it's, it's pretty low. I'll give you a 3.6 plus an eggplant. Oh. Ooh, okay. <laughs> but does it have the water droplets afterwards? No. Because no, that's going to hurt. That's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I love eggplant. <laughs> uh, all right, you guys ready for the tease for next week? Oh yeah, for me. Ooh, oh yes, yes. Yeah, tease me, Dad. So I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna give you the title, correct? Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. I mean, yeah. All right. So I was debating on which mix I was gonna do, and after. Creating one that was ambitious and seeing one that's ambitious, I'm gonna pump the brakes on that one a little. Okay, bit. <laughs> all right. We'll so wait I'm gonna on do that something one. that I feel is just like it's just it just sits right with me. Okay. Okay, and I also wanted to be the first one to do this mix. Oh. Because <laughs> it's it's very specific. As soon as you guys see it, you're gonna be like, oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> the mix is called Uncovered. Oh, Uncovered. okay. Uncovered. Okay. Ooh. All right. I have so many different emotions. Yeah. <laughs> I've got so many different thoughts of what this could be. I think it could be just covers. I think it could be unplugged covers. Or I think it could be songs that you listen to while you don't have the covers on and you're just <laughs> naked. What about songs that can't be covered? Oh. They're so technical oh. that it's like that I is awesome. can't okay. do that. Oh, that would be so hard to think. That's oh. not what this is. <laughs> okay. I'm out. That'd be I'm so leaving. hard to think of songs that you just feel like that are you can't touch. uncoverable. Ooh, untouch the untouchable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. Ooh, I just oh gotta think gosh. about that. Yeah, in that's my private time now. <laughs> oh, that's a tricky yeah. one. Yeah, Devin's private time is weird. Because you watch him? Yeah. <laughs> Supposed to be my private time. <laughs> Just me buffalo billing myself in the mirror. What you fuck me? I fuck me. All right, yeah. So uncovered for next week, guys. Okay. All right. Uh, you can find us on social media, Five Song Mixtape. Mixed Mixtape. Mixed the tape. <laughs> you can also follow us on Spotify. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Beep, beep, beep. I got to take a big old piss. Ha, ha, ha.